0: You have reached a phone call from Paul, a Literary Hub podcast. To hear more, visit lethub.com. Paul Holden Graber's conversation with Karl Ove Knauskard. Hello, is this Karl Knouskard? Yes, it is. How are you? It's, it's Paul Holdengraber calling you. Hi. I'm so happy to talk to you. Where do I find you?
1: Uh, I'm in the car in Simrisham, driving.
0: Where are you driving to, if I may ask?
1: I have just uh, delivered my oldest daughter there uh, participating in a musical. <laughs> Uh, so they're rehearsing
0: what are they rehearsing?
1: it's Annie
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's what? Annie? A-
1: Annie? you know Annie? The oh show? yes Annie?
0: yes yeah and and do you do you do you watch her rehearse or do you just go to the final performance? Uh,
1: I do watch the, the rehearse but today I have my little Youngest daughter, she's only two. She's in the back of the car. They have to go back home today uh, because I'm alone with all the children. So I have four, you know.
0: Yeah, that's, it's it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I must say having two um, felt like a lot. I I didn't want to have more because I didn't want to be outnumbered.
1: I see, uh, but I did exactly the opposite. I... So. I said that we should have three because we need to be outnumbered. It's good for them.
0: You think we do need to be outnumbered?
1: Yes, I do. That, that was my plan when I had three children. The fourth was kind of you know, outside of everything, but the three first—that was the plan. That they should be outnumbered us.
0: And they—they we—we need to have them because they need each other so that they can talk about their parents. Yeah. They can complain, they can, they can love, they can hate, all of it. Yeah,
1: and they are, you know, independent uh, units by themselves, which is good,
0: I think. I think it is a good thing. I think it is a very important thing. And they are also part of a, a, a collective memory. They, they, they will remember things for each other about their parents and about their upbringing, about their trips going to sea, uh, to be taken to Annie... Do the do do is is performing in plays something that happens often? You're in Sweden, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that is part of the curriculum?
1: It's um, I don't know really, but here it is. Uh, it is every, they, they they put it up every summer, and you musical every summer. So my children, this is the third season they are doing it.
0: And this is this is Malmo.
1: Yeah, no, this is uh, really, it is, I live on the countryside and it's a small village called Simrishamn, which is, you know, 30 minutes drive away from
0: our house. Right. Because I remember going to Malmö when I was uh, in Copenhagen, you know, at the Black Diamond where I've done a few things. Um, I, I went to Malmö and I, I imagined, I imagined you walking those streets, I remember coming to one of those squares, and, and a kind of old square in Malmö, yep. um, which I, I can't remember the name, but it was very beautiful. And then I went to a sculpture garden near there. I can't remember the name of the sculpture garden either. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a park, isn't it? Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, I think I know. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, so your the the fifth volume is is coming out in America soon, and there are two 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 more to come. Uh, it's one more to come. One it's, more to come. Yeah. Is there any any form of excitement in you at 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 this opportunity of a of a, of another book coming out in America?
1: <laughs> it's it's more much more of a relief that I don't have to actually write the book. They're just coming out with no effort, you know, on my side. So that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you know what I mean. I do know
0: what you mean. <laughs> the, the The effort has been done. You you must be wondering, you know. So they're, 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 they're coming out and I didn't even do anything.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's all done already.
1: Yeah. And that's the brightest dream, you know.
0: yeah have the book to publish them and don't write them. Yeah, but it's, it feels,
1: uh, it feels, uh, it feels good. And they, the the books are are different. So I never know what kind of reaction it will get. So this book is much more of a page turner than the others.
0: Somehow. Yeah. A impression
1: from the readings,
0: you know, if, from other people. Do you have a Do you have a sense what what will what will what will strike America in this book? No, no, and you don't care, probably. <laughs>
1: no, I don't care. That's right. Uh, but that sounds very ignorant. But I'm, yeah. i have left the book you know and i do that when i publish it and, and i i'm not waiting for a reaction i'm not waiting for something to happen i just it's there i've done it it's you know it is what it is i'm happy if people like it if they don't it's um it's fine it's not fine but it's i mean i have changed completely in that aspect during the publishing of my struggle because before i was very, very Aware of what people were saying and, and, and it was very important for me, the reviews and, and, you know, the, the
0: response. This has
1: been so much that it's kind of, it's an overload of, of reviews and feedback. So I, and it has made me much freer, you know, I'm publishing books now and I, I can do that completely differently.
0: The, respo- the response, the response matter. I, I know that when we we met at first, when when the first volume came out, it was a whole, it was a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you know, I I, I witnessed uh, Karlov I, I witnessed that um, that tipping point with you where. All of a sudden, I mean, I I don't think in all these years I've ever experienced anything such as I experienced with you. I don't think I've ever told you that. But from, you know, a lot of people wanting to come hear you to overnight having thousands of people wanting to see you. And I became everybody's best friend overnight, and, yeah. and you know, it made me, it reminded me of a wonderful line by Rainer Maria Rilke. Um, and at the very beginning of his book on Rodin, he says that fame is but the collection of misunderstandings that gather around a new name. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good quote. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's sort of you know I imagine for you it it takes you it takes you in a in a place where where there there must be just a lot of a lot of anguish because who are they looking at
1: yeah but i I try not to go there you know I'm driving through this landscape and I stay here most of the time and and I am working very intensely with a book
0: I have to finish in. Really in a week, and and that's what I'm doing. T- if if you don't mind my asking, t- tell me about the book. Unless you feel it's 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 bad to talk about it, I'm just curious. You know, briefly and and schematically, what what kind of book is is um, is occupying you now?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's part of a quartet. It would be uh, a published one book in the autumn one in the winter and now i'm publishing one in spring and then one in summer so it's four books and the first two has been texts uh one word one page one thing one page about objects in the world you know like everything you can imagine really cars water vomit uh all kind of things and they are introduced with a letter, which is authentic, uh, which I wrote to my daughter when she was unborn. So it's it really, is, you know, here is the world as I see it. Uh, this is awaiting you. And then there are these texts. Uh, and I really love the format, you know, the short texts uh, where you, you know, start the day writing about the toothbrush and and you have nothing to say about toothbrushes. But then in the end of the day, it's uh, it's a wonderful text about toothbrushes. That's an exciting way to work. So it's no psychology in it. But then, are you there?
0: Yes, I'm listening carefully.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, but these two first books, it's 120 texts, the 120 objects. And but in in, in book three, that uh, I, I needed some movement. And then my daughter is born, so that book is kind of a narration of a day in her life. And this is was very difficult to, to make so I've been struggling really hard with it. It's, it's meant to be very, you know, light, but then there are some dark stuff that's been going on. So I need to write about uh, and I've been, I don't want to go into my struggle again, you know, so I try to make it differently somehow. And this is a, a short story then in Maybe it will be sixty, seventy pages, something like that. A hundred in a book. And then the fourth book will come with short text again. It's uh yeah, and it's it's go through the, the the seasons are very important in it. There's very much winter in the winter book and very much spring in the
0: spring book, you know. But you know brevity seems to me an important choice for you now considering that that was hardly the choice for my struggle and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded by what I think was a very good question from Ben Lerner when he spoke to you in New York about your, your origins as um, someone who, who loved and had such a good poetry teacher
1: yeah this is related to that Do you, are you familiar with Francis Ponch?
0: Uh, am, am I familiar with him? I um, I so adore him, and I have a story to tell you about him before you tell before you tell me anything, if you don't mind. Forgive me, I just have to tell you this, Karlov, because it is incredible. Um, I I love Francis Ponge. I love particularly one of his texts on on the need that architects should pay attention to homes that have enough plugs for electricity because they so often don't have enough electrical outlets <laughs> and um yeah. it's, it's highly comical ponge like Perec had an incredible serious intent but was very funny at the same time and yeah and a friend of mine was writing, in the days when I was a pretend academic, I had friends who were writing very serious dissertations, and he was writing a dissertation on Francis Ponge, and he called him up, and Ponge said, excusez-moi monsieur, I'm so sorry, I am not well, I am sick, um, I would love to see you, of course I applaud your effort, I'm not sure that the choice you have made of me as a subject is the right one, but good luck. And my friend said, Monsieur Ponge, before leaving you, if you had to write a book now about a simple object, let's say a toothbrush, if you had to write a book about a poem about a poem, I think he called them, about a, a simple object, what would it, would it be? There was a silence on the phone much like our phone call now. And Francis Ponge said, I would write a poem about a thermometer. <laughs> because that's, that's what was in his life. What was in his yeah. life was le thermomètre. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that was it. But tell me, you were going to say something about Ponge.
1: Yeah, no, it was just his text. I, I read him, and there was a, a very good translation to Norwegian in the early 90s, which I read then, and I really, really loved the texts and, and you know, everything and, and the objects he wrote about them. And, and since then, I thought I should do something like that one day, you know. Uh, so this is this is a very paunch like book I've been writing.
0: Well, it, it felt like that to me, and, and, you know, there is something in in the extreme concentration um yeah you know you where you're squeezing things down to the essential
1: yes um, and when you are, you are completely free and he's completely free you can write about you know a loaf of bread and and it's just wonderful
0: wonderful prose you know but but because also uh, who who but you and, and by by but you, I don't mean just Karl Ove Knausgaard. I mean who but you in the sense that very few people do pay attention to things sufficiently. I mean, you know, there's a, I, I'm sorry to sound so highfalutin but there is a gesture here which really reminds us of the origins of phenomenology of, you know, Husserl and people of that nature who were, who, Ponge himself were deeply influenced by you know deeply influenced by the object in itself looking at it really with with concentration attention and maybe even a form of love simply by virtue of giving it time yeah that's it's
1: it's true
0: do you know by the way uh, i'm sorry this is leading us in in directions which are tremendously exo- uh, esoteric but do you know a french philosopher by the name of henri maldinet
1: maldinet yeah no
0: M-A-L-D-I-N-E-Y. I will send you a reference. Uh, it, it's a book called Le Lait des Choses, The Legacy of Things. And it's a book written from a philosophical point of view on the work of Francis Ponge. And um. a, and for some reason, I think you need it. <laughs> It sounds wonderful. Yeah, thank you. You know, it's really, it's really about, about common, common things. And I think you know the other person I mentioned, who I so love, Karlov, is is a uh, Perec. Yeah, no, yeah, he's wonderful
1: too.
0: You know, he, he talks,
1: but in a completely different,
0: completely way. different way.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe less disciplined.
1: And a less of a poet?
0: Yeah, maybe not a poet. No. So 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 was Ben Lerner right when he said there is this pull back in you towards towards poetry? Um
1: I don't really know. I don't read much poetry anymore. You don't? No. much at all really so
0: yeah but he's somehow right you know do you uh, you you don't read much you don't read much more anymore why uh it's just I don't
1: feel I have the time and it doesn't feel like work anymore it feels like leisure and I can't it mainly feels like I don't don't find the time and so much to write and to do But I did write uh, an absolutely wonderful book now, uh, which is well known. Uh,
0: You know, um, the the Nobel Committee in Sweden? Of course.
1: There was a, yeah, but he he was was the um, secretary for them, who was Engdahl. Yes. And he's he's also, uh, he writes, uh, he writes too, and there was an interview with him. In, in, in Swedish television uh one hour and he it said it's been the war going to been in a kind of crisis and he said you know he was talking about the darkness and how how miserable he was and seems <laughs> like he was on, on the brink of suicide uh, uh, excuse me I had just to fix something
0: take take your time
1: yeah, yeah just two seconds
0: Sorry about that. Not at all. It's part of being on the fo- it's part of being on a phone.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, he was talking about that. Uh someone sort of like lucky. Uh, and then he said, but then he read something and it saved him and it was like and then you tried to make him say what book it was and he didn't want to say it. And then in the end he said it was to Geniev you know, the Hunter's sketchbook. Uh, uh, and they asked, why? Why did that book save you? And he said there was no answer to it, but he, uh, he thought, he never thought that literature will, you know, um, mm. hold the whole way through in the in, interview in, where it was real, you know, in, in the real life, so to speak. Uh, I can't say it in English properly, but, but you know, that it, it, it was good enough. It... it uh, and then I thought I, I just have to read this book, and I and I did, and I completely understand. what what he meant—it was such a such a wonderful book. It was absolutely one of the best I've read ever. I have I've to ever.
0: I have to make an admission here, which is I have not read it.
1: No, because it's it's completely unambitious, you know, and there's there's no there's not not even a project. Just him wandering around. Writing about the people in meat, uh, and the nature, and that's it. And it's like, uh, and it's on the sketches. but It has this power <laughs> of presence. It's like you are in 1840 in, in Russia, you know. And I read, uh, Tolstoy at the same time, and, and that's wonderful, wonderful novel. I read War and Peace again, but it still, it lacked that present, and I saw it immediately when I wrote, when I read Turgenev. And then I read Father and Son, and his other stuff, and they yeah. are not... Even close to where he was um, when he wrote that, and it's the, it's so unpretentious um, and um, you know easy, and um, because it's like it's really like a really really great painter doing something with no effort at all, but it still is you know magical in a way. So that's
0: that's the last thing I read who made an impression on me. Well, uh, and 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 what an impression! And you know it, it strikes me. As as we grow older, you know, how many of those kinds of experiences, such as the one you described, do we have left in us?
1: Yeah. That's a good point.
0: You know, it's it's um it's 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 to to be so overcome by something so powerful is rare. I mean, one has to be present to the, that presence. One has to be present to Turgenev describing things that make you feel as though you're right there.
1: Yeah, I think you you must need it. That's what, what it takes. And if you need it, you are open to it and you can you can take it. But you really need to need it. And I did when I read it.
0: Do you um? Do you watch movies? Um, uh, very
1: rarely now. Uh, I'm sorry that someone's knocking.
0: Yeah, it, it's difficult, and because there's so many things. Telefon? That... <laughs> yeah. Är kan jag
1: komma bort att prata? Okay. Är kan jag komma bort att prata med dig? Okay. Själv. Oh, sorry.
0: Not at all. I, I wish I knew what you said, but I agree. People are speaking a lot and now about Asne Sæjersdott. Yeah. And and that book, which is so extraordinary, and and reading an article yesterday in the New York Times about how how um, Anders Breivik, I think you say, is yeah. is, is he's feeling that the the. The um, prison is not treating him well. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's wild.
1: It is. Uh, it's insane.
0: And 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 saluting. You know, he came into the courtroom, salute, doing a, a a Nazi salute. Yeah. It is frightening. It really is. And and you know, here we are talking about that, and then, and then thinking about books that may save us in some way yeah you know one thing I would love to do one day is um, is bring you together in conversation with Lars von Trier yeah we talked about that when I saw you in in New York I think it would be I think it would be I don't but you know one one i mean people can one one i mean it it's it's amazing you no know, the um, this little program I've started now with a literary hub called a phone call from paul yeah. it simply is doing something very old fashioned which we don't do very much anymore, which is speak to each other on a on the phone, people actually don't don't particularly like it. They they like to text or to email because it. I, I suppose it keeps a distance. It interrupts, but in a different way. And so, you know, my 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 guess is I would try to find a way of calling him, and saying, I have an idea, and I'm not even sure why it's a good idea, but I imagine that you and Carlo would have. Things to say to each other that you don't even know you have to say to each other.
1: That's very optimistic. (sighs) I'm a bit afraid of him. Are you? Yeah.
0: You have not met him?
1: No, I've never met him, no.
0: Well, we should try one day. We should definitely try. I will. I will, with your permission, I will will just... um, see if I can get somewhere. I don't give up easily as you may know.
1: I know,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know. Well Karlov, what a pleasure what a pleasure it is to talk to you. And um
1: yeah.
0: and and I, I, I look forward to seeing you hopefully when you when you come come to this country and if not maybe in Denmark, Norway, Sweden, or somewhere else—it um, doesn't really matter where. You're. Yeah. It would. It, it will be good to see you, and and I I I wish you well with with Annie and 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 with uh, the four children and and with what you will do for 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 the Syrian refugees and and for I want to know from you what you think of Henri Maldinet, This this incredible French philosopher who wrote about about Ponge. You know, because it really is, there's a a beautiful gesture here of of going back to the simplicity of things. Uh, You know, Benjamin has this line where he talks about the sex appeal of the inanimate. Yeah. You know, (laughs) there's something that is extraordinary about just Looking at something for for a while and seeing what happens.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I I look forward to to seeing what happens when, when when this happens to you, and also to seeing what happens when these books with one word on each page uh, get published in America. Do they have an American publisher? Yeah, they do.
1: Oh, they are
0: good. Oh, good, good. If
1: they are. Nature of uh, the writing very insignificant you know it's it's very it's very small, but it has been fun to do and uh,
0: and how wonderful that that you've stayed with archipelago books, you know, I love all these independent book publishers. I just think they are essential. they also save us yeah. You know, they do things that other people just simply wouldn't do.
1: Yeah, that's right. We are having a festival in New York in May. I have a publishing house uh, called Pelican, so we'll try to have some of the writers uh, come uh, in New York and, you know, readings and
0: discussions and so on. Will you let me know? Will you let me know? And I, I, will, I will definitely come, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see each other and have a stiff drink. Yeah, that's
1: very, very nice. So let me know if you come to
0: Copenhagen again. I, I definitely will. It, it, it will happen. I'm going to be doing something with, with Copenhagen, um, with the Black Diamond Library, on the Arctic Circle. On yeah, on it's so important, you know, on on everything that's happening there, um, and and I know it's a subject that interests you as well, of course, and so um, when it develops a little bit, I'll tell you more. Yeah, sounds nice. Good. A, a warm regards to you, and thank you for taking my call. I really, really appreciate it. It's been wonderful to talk to you for this half hour.
1: Talking to you too. But
0: see you then. See you soon. Take care of yourself. Good care. You too. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye.